You're listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and I'm so thankful that you've joined us today for another episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod, or check out our YouTube channel, The Open Bible Podcast, where we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles. We're excited about today. We're doing part two of an episode that we started called A Biblical Worldview on Entertainment. And once again in the studio with me, I've got Pastor George Riddell, the one and only Reverend. How are you today? Good, man. How are you? I don't know if I'm the one and only. Oh, the one. Well, you're not actually. Oh. You're not the one and only George Riddell. No. There's multiple. It'd be PG4. <laughs> In fact, you're the fourth. Kind I'm of. the fourth. PG4. Pastor George 4. PG4. There PG4. 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 Well, I'm yeah. glad to be here with you today. Yeah. And uh, we got our part two of our conversation on entertainment. So we're talking about a biblical worldview. Um, we see the Bible, or we see the world through the lens of Scripture. Correct. So we started off by talking about marriage, and we talked about a biblical view of marriage, and then we got into this this, this discussion about entertainment, um, and we talked about different forms of entertainment, and we talked about, uh, you know, how do we decide what entertainment is good um, and what entertainment is um, not so good for us. And so we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. We talked about um, the struggle within all of us, how the Spirit lusts us Again, lust against the flesh and the flesh lust against the spirit. Um, and so we unpacked, unpacked a lot of that in the, the last episode. Um, but today we're going to continue this discussion on entertainment. Um, and we're going to start in the book of Psalm chapter uh, number 11. But why don't you just kind of paint our picture for us today, Pastor, and, and where we're going um, with this part two of this discussion. Yeah, it's going to um, emphasize uh, exposure today. And um, those who say that they can be exposed to different forms of media or entertainment and it not affect them yeah. is totally contrary to Scripture. Um, Proverbs talks about that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to be careful of that. So we need to make sure that what we're being exposed to uh, and what, are we, what we're allowing ourselves to be exposed to lines up with uh, Scripture so that that way, once again, the goal is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Absolutely. And so in order to start that conversation, we're in Psalm chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 4 through 7. And so as we talk about exposure, we're going to talk about, um, number one, the, the danger uh, of loving violence. Um, so we're going to talk about the pledge to purity and we're going to talk about the test in everything. And um, I don't know if this conversation is going to get too deep today, but just so you know, if you are listening with your kids and stuff like that, you may want to um, listen to this one at a different time. But um, we're going to be in the Scripture, and then we're going to take it from the Scripture uh, where we're going to go with this conversation today. So Psalm chapter number 11, verses 4 through 7 say this. The Lord is... Uh, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try, the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. And the book of Psalms was written as, I call it, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's the Old Testament, but a lot of it is really practical Christian living because you had 
uh, you had Old Testament Christians writing about the struggles that Old Testament Christians were going through. And we looked at yesterday uh, in our sermon um, uh, in church that, you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament are both relevant today. Um, and so in this psalm, when he talks about, you know, he that loveth violence, his soul hateth. So what does that have to do um, with the entertainment that we consume? Well, a lot of the entertainment that um, is out there is uh, saturated with violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the stats are. I cannot remember them, but I just remember hearing at one time about how many murders someone would see on TV by the time they were like 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just staggering right, to right. me. And, and what happens is the reason that we don't, we don't um, advocate those type of things and violence and, 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 and hatred like that is because inevitably we become desensitized. And that's not a good thing. And we must remember that when there's violence perpetrated upon another human being, that Mm -hmm. human being was made in the very image of God. Right. And when we become desensitized to that, Mm -hmm. um, we are, are in in fact, dehumanizing uh, what God has chosen to say that that was his crown jewel of creation. So I think of movies, um, we're talking movies specifically, this this area of movies entertainment. Um, I think of movies like The Purge. Um, I don't know if, how familiar you are with it, but there, there, there's it. a series of movies that have come out in the recent years called The Purge and The Purge 2. And, and literally what it is, is, is a movie that says, you know, you're going to get a license on this evening to do any crime that you possibly want to do with no repercussions whatsoever. And so you started the movie off from the trailers that I've seen with all these people that are rich and in power. They're all batting down the houses and they have these state of the art uh, security systems that come down on their house because they know that there are groups of people that are going to dress up and come to their house in order to bring harm to them and their family mm. because they know there will be no repercussions whatsoever. And the reason I bring that movie up is because both times when that movie came out, it was number one in the box offices for like five, six, seven weeks after it had come out. And there's other <laughs> movies in the box office, like, you know, princess movies and things like that. But, but that's the one that is topping the charts because we have this enamorment with violence being done to another person. Um, I deal with teenagers a lot. There, there's games, there's video games that teenagers consume. Um, I think of I think of video games like a, like a, a Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. I think of video games like Fortnite. The entire game is about how many people can I kill? Yeah. How many how many kills can I get? And yep. if I get this many kills, um, then great. Now, am I saying that there? Am I am I? Are we saying that these are uh, blatantly wrong and that you should not ever? ever ever look at anything that you know has uh, a gun in it or 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 has has some type of violence in it no i don't think that's necessarily what we're saying what we're saying is you know the more that you allow yourself to be exposed to that the more you allow yourself to be exposed to that and the more your soul becomes desensitized the more that you can i say the word crave that type of entertainment and then you begin to go on that slippery slope it's no different than your spouse the more you spend time with your spouse the more you love your spouse right and you want to spend time with your spouse. So the more that you allow yourself to be exposed to um, violent entertainment on a regular basis, the more your soul and your mind becomes desensitized and you become somebody who subsequently loves violence. Yeah, I think what you have to do is <clears throat> I wouldn't want to sit here and say, 
you ought to play these games and you should not play those games. You ought to watch it. And the reason being is because there's always going to be a a list that continues to go on. Um, But I think what we find here is in exposure, we're going to see our last point, test everything. Yep. And once we get to that, that helps eliminate a whole lot of things. Right, right. So, but uh, the danger of loving violence is, is, um, very dangerous, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. according to the Word of God. But then you see here, not only with our exposure, there's a danger of loving violence, but then there ought to be, according to Psalm 101, a pledge to purity. Yeah. A pledge to purity. It says, I will sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a, per- in a perfect way. O, when thou, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within mine house with a perfect heart, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn it aside. It shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the Lord, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. So this is a pledge of purity by the psalmist here Uh of um, keeping his life right and holy. And what he brings in through, you see here specifically, his eye gate. Right. Um, and, and that's very, very important. It is. And he, he makes a lot of declarative statements here. He says, number one, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. There's another portion of scripture that says that as he saw, his eye affected his heart. Now, this was talking about something very positive at the time. He saw the destruction, and he wanted to go and help rebuild the things that had been destroyed. But that principle of my eye affects my heart is so true. I believe very strongly that we have a culture who has not pledged themselves to purity. And there's households all across America. There's households all across New Jersey. There's households all across Williamstown who allow things to be tolerated in their household because they have not taken this pledge to purity. They, they allow things to go unchecked, if I can mm-hmm. say it that way. Oh, it's, it, I, we, they did do that in that one scene in this movie, but you know we, we can explain it away because that's just what they do. My question for those parents or those um, adults that will allow those things into their home through the TV, well, then why don't you just bring two people in and allow it to happen on the couch and let the kids watch? Absolutely. I mean, there, there is no difference, honestly. There isn't. There is no, you're, you're allowing that to be, or, or let's flip it, you, or you allow there to be opportunity for that to happen. Yep. By having unprotected internet, by having televisions in every room of the house, by having multiple, multiple devices with multiple, multiple uh, uh, apps on them that can do different things that, honestly, parents have no idea about. Yep. And, and I say very strongly today that in order for our church, because this podcast really is for our church, in order for our church to be a pure church, homes have to be pure homes. 
It's correct. And so my, my admonition to you today is to look at this Psalm 101 and ask yourself, have you allowed your home, your children, to set wicked things before their eyes, knowingly or unknowingly? Have you allowed yourself to be somebody who tolerates the work of them that turn aside? Or do you really, like the psalmist says, hate those people that would turn you where you should not go? Do you really, really want to depart from a heart that is hard and a wicked person? Do you want to depart from that? Or do you tolerate that in your family and in your personal life? Because the pure church starts with pure families. And if we don't um, monitor this, Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to get better by itself. Absolutely. You have to be vigilant. Absolutely. Um, I think we were just talking Saturday about uh, person after person after person that is in the ministry that we can name, not, not like back in the 90s, early 2000s, recently, that they haven't had some explicit affair mm-hmm. with some other woman or some other man, but they've had an affair with their mind mm-hmm. to where their mind is so far gone because of the things that they've allowed to come into their eye through their phone, through their TV, whatever, that their mind has drifted to a place where they can no longer effectively minister to anyone because of how their mind has been corrupted. Now, now I'm going to tell this story. I told it to you Saturday. Parents, can I encourage you in this way? You are doing your children a service, not a disservice, by limiting their availability to technology and to entertainment. Let me say that again. You're doing your children a service, not a disservice. You're doing yourself a service, not a disservice, by limiting the entertainment. What do I mean by that? When I was 14, I got my first job. And when I got that job, the only thing I wanted to buy, because it was the brand new piece of tech at the time, was the iPod Touch. Like iPod Touch was the thing, and I, I loved it. I wanted to get it, and so I remember getting that first paycheck, July, and I went right to Best Buy and I bought a iPod Touch, and I was so excited about it. And I I got home, and um, our house had just upgraded from dial-up to Wi-Fi, you know. <laughs> so so that's the. I mean, some of you out there still have dial-up. Maybe I don't know if that even exists anymore. I don't think it does. Um, but some uh, people saying, "What are what's dial-up?" What's, what's dial-up? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so dial it to Wi-Fi, and I remember I remember being in my room, and I remember my my dad coming into my room at about eight nine o'clock one night, and he told me he said, you know, Rich, um, because he said it this way, he said, I love you too much to allow you to have um, access to this after you know after I go to bed. So this device, this iPhone, is going to stay in my room uh, at night. You can have it during the day. Now I didn't honestly, I did not realize. Okay, what is he protecting me from right now? When I was 14, I didn't because of just the way I grew up. And um, I grew up very, very conservative, very sheltered. And so I didn't realize, okay, what is all this meaning right now at that time? I'm sure 14-year-olds today have a very different perspective than maybe I did. But I, I just knew, okay, fine. I was upset with my dad because of taking away a privilege, but I understood. Now, fast forward to my to uh as we get older and me and my friends you know we're all getting married and going to different each other's weddings and stuff i know for a fact that me and the friends that i grew up with had a very different upbringing and i know that i did not have regrets on my wedding day that my other friends did Mm -hmm. and i truly believe that it all tracks back to my father taking a very vigilant step to protect me from entertainment that would ruin my mind and my heart. 
yeah, and I think that in the moment, um, that young person, they, they're not going to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, we can't hope that they'll understand. <laughs> we can't expect them to understand because they're not there. But that does not mean that we should still not do what is right. And uh, I just, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've got a hard time with a, a 13-year-old or having a phone. Mm-hmm. What, what do they need a phone for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody, please. Well, they got to call me if they're at school. and they need, um, We used to have to go to the nurse, and right. then the nurse would call. I mean, they could still do that. Right. You know, I just, I, I don't get it. And um, there's people that would come to us and be like, oh, you guys are just, you guys are just so radical. And you're right. No, I don't believe we're radical at all. I, I believe that we, <laughs> I believe that we love purity enough to say we're going to be radical about our purity. I, I, I agree, but I also think there's got to be a time where you train your young person on how to use it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, once they turn 18, you just give it to them and then they're, they're doing their own thing or whatever, or whatever age. Right. They've got to be trained on how to use it properly. The, the, the iPhone or an Android, it's not evil, okay? Right, not at all. Uh, no. no. But what can happen on that? And that's what we're trying to say. But anyway, let's move on because the key to all of this, mm-hmm. I would say, or one of the keys is to test everything. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22, it says prove most things. <laughs> no, it says prove all things. Hold fast. That means don't let go. Hold fast that which is good. And then the last sentence here, it says abstain from all appearances of evil. Mm-hmm. Not some appearances of evil, all appearances of evil. So prove all things. So what does that mean? It means to prove means to test, to see if it is valid, to see if it is good. And it says hold fast that which is good. So the opposite of that means then, then release those things that are not good. So once you test it and you, you, you see that it's good, mm-hmm. hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And then the implication is if you test something and see that it's not good, let go of that. You say, okay, well... What's the test, what's the, um, I guess, the guiding factor for the test? What's the baseline for the test? Well, the Word of God. Right. Right? Right. And then the second thing, it says abstain from all appearances of evil. So let's put this in a practical step. So um, kids come home or you come home and he's like, ah, honey, I heard about this great movie that we want to watch uh, on TV. My coworker said it was fantastic. Okay, great. You know, that's, that's exciting. You know, maybe we can do that this weekend. All right, let's do, let's do something in order to help us out. There are dozens of apps and websites that you can type any movie into and say, you know, movie name, and then you go right to, you know, how many cuss words are in the movie, how many sex scenes are in the movie, how many violent scenes are in the movie, and you can see everything there. That, I, I believe that that is testing yes. all things. That's proving all things. Okay, yep. should I watch this movie? Well, you can clearly look up what's in the movie and say, yes, I should do it, no, I shouldn't do it. Uh, I think another thing is a very great example with, uh, we're using family again, but um, another great example is kids uh, and parties that they go to. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you know, a kid comes home, mom, uh, Johnny wants to have a sleepover this weekend. Oh, fantastic, who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. And yep. this person, this person, this person, this person. Okay, well, I am comfortable with this person. I'm not comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. So what have you done? You've proved that thing, and you said, I don't think that that would be good, so I'm going to let that thing go. 
Right. Or, man, yeah, I can approve of all those people that are going to be at that party. Go for it. Have fun. You know, call me when you're ready to be picked up type thing. Yep. And that is as simple as proving all things. Hold the things that you know are good. Let go of the things that are not. And in doing so, you will abstain from all appearance of evil. This is what I like to do. I would like us to do the uh, Richmond Dome Minute. Mm-hmm. And then I want to I want to go to part three on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know that I know that we we really like to do it, but I'd really like to go to part three because then uh, I think it can it can help us. Um, I think this is just so extremely important. I don't I don't want to rush it, right? And then I, I I want people to be able to get a, a hold of what we're trying to do. So you're really good at this. Why don't Why don't we do the Richard Riddell minute and then recap for us where we're at and then what we're going to be doing? I, I have a really fun Richard Riddell minute today. Oh boy! So I think I think you're going to like it. Okay, oh. you guys ready? Okay, here right, we let's go. Do it. Let's do it. Oh. That's different music. <laughs> listen, listen. This I'm not, not, I'm not rushing it. Yes, you I'm are. not rushing it. It was Thanksgiving. It was 36 degrees this oh, weekend at my no. house, and so we're talking about entertainment. So there's, oh, there's we're talking about entertainment here. So <laughs> there is no better thing to talk about than favorite Christmas movie. Favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I don't watch. Okay, movies. you don't watch any Christmas at all. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, 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 have, I have a favorite Christmas movie. Elf, uh, uh, no, Elf, it's it's not Elf. I'm actually going to shock you with okay. this one. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, uh, that's the only it's one I think I've ever. Wonderful Life, yeah, I, yeah, best yeah. Christmas movie ever okay. made. I cry every time at the end when he says, "No man is a friend, or no man is poor who has friends." <laughs> it's so true, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me ask you. Uh, this. Favorite. I like the Scrooge, the, the Scrooge one, like the old one with the ghost. Oh, one. Christmas Story. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know with the old. I've, I've, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas Whatever Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tiny Tim and uh, all that. The classic one. The classic one. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's I like, like uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Favorite Christmas song. You have a favorite Christmas song. Um, the Jackson Five. I saw Mama. All right, I, all right, all right. Kissing Santa. No, I thought it was gonna be rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, uh, uh-uh. maybe not. Yeah, okay. I saw. I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, that's a good Jackson one. Five. Yeah. Well, listen. While we're on this topic of Christmas, if you're listening, you're from Open Bible today. Um, I want you to know December's coming, and we yeah. have a lot of fun stuff we're gonna tell you about soon. Also have that uh, shoebox for the kids with Samaritan purse. Yes, That's excellent. Samaritan's purse. So get those turned in and get those going. Um, find more information at our Facebook page, OpenBibleNJ.org. Great. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, that Very was Richard Riddell minute today. Oh man, I'm sorry I rushed it, folks. But That's I just, okay. I'm in this. I'm in the spirit. Like, hey, like good for qu- you. choir started the Christmas music yesterday. Good for you, man. And um, I'm just, we're ready, man. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. So we've been talking about entertainment. Yes. We've been talking about a biblical worldview of entertainment. How do you see entertainment through the lens of scripture? We talked today about exposure to your entertainment in Psalm chapter 11 and Psalm 101. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, we see that um, there is a danger in loving violence. We see that you ought to have a pledge to purity. And we see that everything that you allow into your life needs to be tested. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. And I think if if the Christian family and the Christian individual, and Dad, it starts with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dad, it starts with you. If you would just do that last p- prove, test all 
things, you would be able to, I would say, jumpstart. Yep. Jumpstart your uh, spiritual life when it comes to uh, your worldview uh, on entertainment. Absolutely. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. If you have a question about anything you heard today, send us an email at podcast at openbiblenj.org. Follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod or subscribe to our YouTube at The Open Bible Podcast. We'll see you next week on The Open Bible Podcast, where we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.